Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Every early morning turns into a late morning. So whether you're still in the woods or you're getting a late start, can you still take turkeys late in the morning? We're going to answer those questions and more on this episode. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and we're in the middle of a series of episodes about turkey hunting. So make sure you head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, to check out all the other episodes. Uh, But today we're going to be talking about late morning turkey hunting. Now, you know, a lot of people would say, well, you should never go into the woods late morning. And, uh, you know, it's just, just a waste of your time. You should go out, you know, you should get out there and be out there for the early morning. And, you know, that is not empty advice. There's some truth to that. Early morning hunting is usually better and easier and more effective. And some people would say funner than late morning hunting. But every hunter who's out there in the early morning, unless they take a bird... They're still out there come late morning, right? This is not like, you know, some mystery as to why you'd want to know how to hunt late morning. Um, You know, some people think like this is a blasphemous topic. Like you're in the woods and if you're not out there early, don't go. Okay, well then, you know, if you don't get a bird, you're still out there. So now it's late morning. So what do you do? Do you just go home? You just say, oh, I'm just leaving the woods at what? 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 Where does it cross the line from early morning to late morning? I know some people, if they don't have a bird by 8.30, they're done for the day. I know some people, if they don't have a bird by 7, they're done for the day. Well, you know, should you just leave the woods at 7? Should you just walk out of the woods at 8.30? Is there any hope to to hunt later than that? Well, the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, There's a lot of birds that are taken between the hours of 10 and noon. Uh, and of course, in a lot of states, you can't hunt past noon. So I'm not talking about afternoon hunting here. 
just because late morning is is you know ends at noon um that's another subject for afternoon hunting and it applies to much fewer people in different parts of the country but in terms of hunting late morning you know how's this thing working what about just going out just say oh i slept in or i had to go to work or late start or you know whatever should you know is it even worth still going out in the woods later you know what if you just get to the woods at nine or ten o'clock is it even worth going out well, you, there's a couple different angles here. Um, you know, a lot of people try to apply deer hunting strategy and technique to turkey hunting. And, well, the, you know, there's always some truth to hunting pressure, but what that means differs from one type of game to the next. So for deer hunting, there is good advice that says if you can't be at the right spot at the right time, you hurt your odds by going out because you're leaving scent, you're spooking deer, you're pushing them off the property, you're hurting your chances for when you do have the right conditions at the right time. And of course, some of that transfers to turkey hunting, but not all of it. You know, scent is not a factor when it comes to turkey hunting. You could walk all over a property, top to bottom, left to right, grid search it, and if a turkey doesn't see you or hear you, and when I say hear you, I mean, and somehow connect your sounds with human sounds. The 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 there's a, there's a, a pressure illusion that I that I you know the people I think have, and that is that you know if you're people think they they think right like they think for deer hunting and try to apply it to turkey hunting, and it's just not the case. Now of course, you know turkeys are can be sneaky. Turkeys can can see thing they can see you and you don't know they're watching of course that's true but in terms of you know walking around leaving scent and just pushing birds off the property by virtue of being outside that's always a thing but it's not what it is for deer hunting <clears throat> so um, what I'm getting to with that is if you can be in the woods hunting turkeys you always have a chance. You always have a chance. You're, you're not going to hurt tomorrow by being out there today unless you, you know, a bird sees you or hears you talking. You know, a lot of hunter movements in the woods, walking around slowly, sitting down, getting up. A lot of that won't spook a turkey because, you know, animals make noises. I don't know if you ever heard squirrels. I've heard squirrels that are much louder than I am, louder than other people. I've heard deer make all kind of noise. Turkeys sometimes make all kind of noise. So noise in and of itself is not something that's spooking. Now, if they hear you talk, you know, the human voice is the number one game spooking sound maybe on the planet. Right, they, they just, you know, turkeys, as soon as you speak, they know that's not a turkey. That's not a normal sound. That's not what it's, you know, what's going on in the woods. And, you know, part of that, you know, goes all the way back to the book of Genesis when Noah gets off the ark and said, I've put the fear of you on every beast of the earth. So animals are afraid of people because it, it dates back all the way that far. So if they know that there's people about, then that'll spook them.
But unless you talk, unless you make people sounds, unless you've got sounds that are alien to the woods, like metal against metal, loud zippers, you know, things like this that are just absolutely no way they could be a turkey or a deer or, or a squirrel, then just sound in and of itself is not going to spook a turkey. Uh, it'll spook, it'll, it actually will spook turkeys less than it'll spook deer. Now it may pique turkey's attention. They may say, hey, what's that sound? They might go to take a look, you know. They're going to investigate, at which point you don't want to be seen. Because if you're seen, the jig's up. Or if you walk into some turkeys, the jig is up, right? Or if they hear some sounds, they're not sure what it is, they're going to lay low, and then you come over the crest of the hill. They're not moving. You don't see them, but they see you. That happens, and the jig's up. But in terms of just spooking birds and moving birds, just because you're out there, you know, leaving scent or making sound, there that's not that's just not the way that it works. They there needs to be a more more direct contact than that when it comes to turkeys. Deer, that will push deer. That'll push deer off a of property. You know, the, the but well, not so much with turkeys. So uh, you you have a lot of you have a lot more safety. You've got a lot of less things you need to think about when you're turkey hunting. So, all that to say this, <clears throat> being out there late morning is not going to hurt your chances unless, you know, you get busted by a turkey visually. So, we'll just leave it at that. All right, moving forward. So, you're out there, you know, you were out early maybe, and now the day's aging, the gobbling has stopped for the most part. And, you know, it'll vary. I've seen turkeys gobbling their heads off at 10 and 11 in the morning still. And those are great days. Those really are fun days. Love that. Now, that's usually more in the earlier part of the season. Um, or, you know, really early in the season. Usually, the later you get, the less gobbling you get. But, of course, there's always exceptions. Different places, different times. Just different weather conditions even could affect it some. So, you know, you're, you're going to have more vocalizations earlier in the morning, less likely to have vocalizations as the morning moves on, which is the number one reason people don't like to hunt late morning. That's the number one reason, you know, people aren't going into the woods at 9 and 10 o'clock because the best of the gobbling and too many times all of the gobbling is passed. And of course, you know, the gobbling really helps you hunt because you get out there, you hear where the birds are. You can move and set up and, and try to find the right spot in order to hunt those birds when they come down off the trees or right after they've come off the trees. So you're able to position yourself and, and your chances for action early and fast are higher. And of course, everybody likes that. Everybody likes fast action. Everybody likes to, to you know, have something happen quickly. And, you know, those days are great. But, okay, you're still out there. Like most turkey hunts, you didn't get a turkey because it's called hunting. And turkey's a, a wary animal. So what do you do? Well, there's different approaches. So it, it, it really, it, it starts with how are you hunting in general. You know, if you're doing, uh, if you're just camping, if you are just doing a strategic sit, maybe you got a small property, maybe you've, done your scouting, you picked your spot, 
and you're going out there and that's your spot for the day. You're not moving or you just don't have anywhere else you can move to or whatever the situation, you're sitting in one spot, that's your hunt. So assuming you heard turkeys early on or assuming you have reason to believe there's birds in the area, you're sitting there, bird hasn't come in and you know early morning has waned, now you're into the mid-morning and late morning, what do you do? Well, you just keep on sitting, calling less. You know, stealth becomes on your end even more important as the morning goes on because the chances of a bird gobbling decrease, so the chances of them giving themselves away decrease. You know, it's really it's really nice when you're out there and you hear a bird gobble a couple hundred yards away. You know there's no way they can see you. They're over a ridge, they're on the other side of thick cover. You know, you don't have to take that, you know, motionless, breathless, just soundless statue kind of stealth until they get closer. So you're able to, to you know, you just, it's just a little bit more lax until they close that distance. Of course, then they stop gobbling and you don't know. Are they just, are they still the same distance? Are they closing ground? What's going on? And you're trying to judge that. But late morning when you don't have any gobbles or very few, you don't, you just don't know. And often as the morning goes on, The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You, uh, you just, you've got less to go on and birds that do come in are liable to make no noise at all and just boom, there they are. So what you need to do is you need to practice just perfect stealth. You need to move even less, which becomes really difficult because usually your rear end and your back are more sore because you've been there all early morning and now it's late morning. So you're more sore than you were before. Uh, but you need to be more still than you've been because chances of a bird popping out are higher than they've ever been. Well, I wouldn't say they're higher than they've ever been, but chances of a bird popping out without making a sound are the highest they've ever been. So you need, just need to have more stealth, more focus, don't move, call less frequently, and call less intensely. Um... You know, I've heard lots of people tell the story, okay? They go out, they sit down, they get their spot, they call a bunch, they take a nap, they wait for a turkey to gobble 35 yards away in front of them to wake them up, and they pick up their shotgun and shoot the turkey and go home. Works every time. That's a bunch of baloney. Doesn't happen. I mean, I mean, it sure may happen, you know, every now and then, but that's just, that's just a bunch of baloney. That's, it's just not the way it works in the real world. At least not in most states and most areas. 
But, you know, there are elements of that that do have some reality. A bird might not make any sound until it is right where it thinks that hen should be, right where it heard that calling, and then it may make a sound, it may gobble. And that's true early morning or late morning. So, you know, a lot of people have spooked birds getting up too early and walking out of the woods. They get up, oh, there was a bird right there just about to come in the view, blew it, missed it. You know, everybody hates that story. It's kind of like the old deer hunting story that you hunt all day and of course all the deer that you see are while you're walking back to your truck, right? But, you know, it's just turkeys won't always gobble. And as you get into the late morning, that's going to decrease. So, you know, you want to call less because that's just more realistic. You want to call less fervently. Unless, of course, you got other real hens around that are making lots of noise and you want to match them. But typically, the hens stop making noise pretty early. And then, you know, you've got to do something to let turkeys know you're out there. Now, there is a benefit, though. You've been out there all morning. The morning's getting older and you're in the same spot. Nobody knows you're there. No turkey saw you come in. You've got perfect stealth. You've got a perfect setup in a lot of ways. You have some good advantages there. Um, you know, nothing saw you. You haven't spooked anything that's around. So you've got your, your what's working in your favor is that one position. So maybe you maybe some birds heard you early on. They went off with hens. They've bred those hens or those hens have retreated to their nest. Either way, that turkey's alone. And now he's coming back looking for, the, looking for those other hens, which are you that he thought he heard early on. And that bird comes in. You know, that's one of the things you're hoping happens. Another one is, um, you know, you've got birds that are just moving through the area. And then they hear you as they're coming through. And then they go in to investigate. So you've got that going on. Now people say, well, how often should I call? Well, so it depends on which one of those turkeys you think you're hunting. If you think you're hunting the one that uh, has gone away and might come back again after the hens leave him, you probably don't want to call more than once every 30 minutes. He knows where you're at. He knows where he heard the calls. The only reason you're calling at all at this point is just for a, hey, I'm here reminder. If you think you are trying to hunt birds that are moving through the area, then every 15 minutes or so might be okay. You don't want to overcall. You don't want to sound unnatural. But if a bird's moving through the area, if you've got reason to believe you've got traveling birds around and you've got travel routes, then... You, they need to hear you while they're in earshot. So you don't want to wait too long. If you wait every half hour or hour, those birds could come close to you and then be out of earshot before you ever call. So a little more frequency is good. But if you call too often, um, it just sounds unnatural. You know, if you're calling every five minutes, even if they're birds that are traveling through, unless they gobble, and they strike up and, and, and heat up on you and you start a conversation with them, you know, calling that often is really going to hurt you most of the time. There's never an always, but most of the time. 
So you just you got to play that game, you know, what you think. You want to split the difference, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. There are no rules set in stone somewhere. But you're just trying to sound natural and you're trying to hunt the, the birds that you have reason to believe are the ones that you have the best chance to, to engage. So that's all for if you are, you know, if you're doing a one-stop sit. What if you're running and gunning? Which I think is a fabulous way to hunt turkeys. Um, you know, I like I like the variety of strategies. I like to sit. I also like to, to be on the move the whole day. I like to move a bit and sit for a while. Move a bit and sit for a while. I like blended strategies. I like the variety. You know, I like how it's it can be whatever you want it to be. And I like how, depending on where I'm hunting or where I want to go... I can change the way I'm hunting if I get weary of one style. You know, if I get worn out from putting too many miles on my boots, then I can change styles and I can just sit for half a day. Um, you know, that's that's part of the beauty of it. But if you're running and gunning, you get there early in the morning. You are, you know, you're 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 going through the woods. You're stopping every couple hundred yards and you're calling for a bit. You know, how do you change that strategy as you get into the late morning? Well, um, you know, there's a couple schools of thought. And where you're at and what kind of birds and how late in the season and all that play into it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a couple different approaches here. One is you want to cover a lot of ground. You want to go further. You want to call, you know, every 200 yards. You know, you want to call for a couple minutes. Well, I mean, not a couple minutes of calling, but you want to let out some loud calls, wait for a couple minutes, maybe call another time, and then move on if you don't hear anything. And in that strategy, what you're trying to do is strike up a gobbler. Um, and the later in the day it is, if you can get a gobbler to answer you cold, out of silence, you haven't heard anything, and then you're walking and calling and he answers you, there's a really good chance he's going to come in. Really good chance you can kill him. So you're walking around and you're just trying to find a gobbler that strikes up, that's hot. It's like, hey, he's like, hey, what? who's that? Who's over there? Let's go. And he just gobbles and reacts. And he usually is going to be relatively close in that situation too. So that's one strategy. And you can keep doing that up until noon. Uh, but as the day goes on, the chances of you striking one up decrease, of course. But that's one way to do it. The other way is you're going every two, 200 yards or however it is. And then you're going to find yourself a nice tree. Okay? You're going to find a nice tree, a nice place to set up. You're going to set up, sit down there, set up. And then you're going to do some calls. And then you're going to wait. And you might wait 30 minutes. And the idea being, you know, if a gobbler was close by and he heard you but didn't gobble, and most of them won't gobble. But if, he, if there's one by that didn't gobble, and he, he's, there's a chance he's going to come in to investigate. So you didn't hear any gobbles, but it's a good spot. You've got reason to believe there's turkeys nearby, either from your scouting, from the food that's available, from the cover... For whatever reason, you've seen sign, you've seen tracks, you've seen something. You've got reason to believe that they're within earshot. And you find a good place to sit down and set up. 
and then you do some calling and then you wait as if that bird's literally just going to appear in front of you. And sometimes they will. Now, that approach and that strategy, it takes some patience. Um, it takes... You're going to have less spots than you would if you just sit for two or if you just stand there for three minutes and move on. But here's the thing later in the day it gets, the less chance they're going to gobble back, even if they're there. But some of them will just come in silently. So you are, you're trying to hunt the ones that have stopped gobbling but are still interested. So people say, well, which one's better? Man, that really depends on so many factors. It depends on the country. It depends on the sign. It depends on where you live. Um, Here's here's my rule of thumb, right? If you have nothing to go on, you know nothing about the area, I would say it's going to depend on... um, the, the whatever sign or reason you have to believe that birds are there. If you come across a whole bunch of sign, your odds are better that there's really going to be a, beer, a bird around. If you're just walking and covering ground, you say, well, I've walked a few hundred yards, so let's sit down and call for a half hour. Well, why do you think there's going to be birds around there? You know, Just because you walk distance doesn't just mean there's going to be birds there. So if you've got no sign, if you've got no reason to believe, then you might, you've got less chance that they're going to be there. So under those circumstances, you might be better just covering more ground, calling, moving on, calling, trying to strike up a, a bird who will answer you. Again, there's no right and wrong way. It's just what's going to give you the better chance to succeed here later in the morning. Um... So that's 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 a way to do it. Again, if a bird answers, your odds are really good. As always, you should never call, never make a turkey sound unless you have identified a place you could set up. Unless you have found a tree or some brush or something that if a bird does answer you, if he's right on top of you, you can set up there in seconds. Okay, you don't always have to you don't have to sit down every time and set up. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. But you don't want to just call and then a bird gobble 50 yards out behind some cover and then you're just in the middle of a clearing on a gas line road or whatever because what are you going to do? You got seconds now. That bird could be out there. Where are you going to hide? So you want to identify a place that you could set up if you get a response that otherwise you could just blow your opportunity so yeah it depends on where you're at and what the odds are of a bird actually coming in or being around in the area again if you have reason to believe sign scouting whatever then the the, the odds of sitting for a half hour and waiting you know you you've got better chance there some people say, well, I think the, you know, just keep moving and calling and that's going to be your best bet because you cover more ground. 
I've covered whole days and never had a bird answer back doing that. That doesn't mean there were no birds around, but that's just the way it goes. And I'm convinced if I would have known the right places to just stop and set up, then my odds would have been a lot better of one that was around coming in. But I didn't have the sign. I didn't have the recon. I didn't have the scouting, the intel. No reason to believe any particular spot was worth a half hour. But, you know, it is what it is. So those are some of the the main strategies. Now, say you're coming in, you know, you're coming into the woods late in the day. You're coming into the woods at 9 or 10 o'clock for any number of reasons. What do you do? Well, uh, first you want to be careful. Where are you going into the woods? Why do you think there's going to be turkeys in that area? You know, those kind of times can be more dangerous because you can just walk right into the birds that you're going in to hunt or that you think are around. So you really got to be quiet and stealthy. You know, walking into the woods at five in the morning or four in the morning, you know, you need to be quiet to a point, but you're covering a lot of ground. You know, you, you know you can't shoot anything until first light. Whereas when you're walking into the woods in the middle of the morning, you know, you could walk right into a turkey and that you would be able to shoot. So you really got to hunt with your eyes first. You got to be quiet. You got to move in there. In those kind of situations where you have no idea, you don't know what happened earlier, right? You just area could be crawling with birds or might not. You've got no clue what happened when you get into the woods. So you really want your in, your entrance into the woods to be as quiet as humanly possible. Now, here's the thing with that though. Some people, and I've seen this work firsthand, they call all the way through. You know, they're walking into the woods and they're calling every hundred yards. Reason being, they're trying to cover their sound and the noise that they're making and their disturbance to be a turkey. So if there are birds around and they hear this calling and they hear this walking, they think that's another turkey. Now, the downside to that is if they don't gobble and they do come in, you're still walking, you're busted, right? But I've seen that work. I've gone through the... I've made a lot of noise, right? A lot of noise. But I'm calling every so often. Usually by that point, you know, it's late in the morning. You know, it's... You're in desperation even. You're just hoping anything somehow will happen because you really want to get a bird. And I've sat down after just tired and, and running out of time and out of gas. And then literally, I mean, not even two minutes. Oh, there's a turkey over there. And that turkey was just not quite close enough. You know, I wasn't able to shoot him, but hey, there's a turkey head over there. Couldn't even be sure if it was a Jake or a Tom. Um, But that bird heard me, certainly heard me because I was so close. But it was not pushed away because it heard the sound. And actually, the bird was close enough but because of the cover, I couldn't, I couldn't identify the beard. And, uh, and I think that day, actually, I was hunting with a crossbow and I couldn't shoot at the head. So it's, you know, it's one of those kind of situations where you're just, it's a lose-lose. You can't tell if it's a bird you can shoot. And even if you could, or you just wanted to, 
you know, throw caution to the wind and you think based on the head that it's uh, the right one, I still couldn't shoot it, which I don't, I don't recommend that course of action, but still couldn't shoot it because you got a crossbow and I'm not going to waste an arrow shooting at a turkey head because your odds there of, of a fatal hit is just, just not high enough to be worth the cost of the arrow. But, so that's a strategy that can work. I think if you have reason to believe there's turkeys in the area, you want to be as quiet and stealthy as you can. And here's the thing. Turkeys don't know you're there, assuming you're stealthy, until you call most of the time. They don't know you're there until you call. They're not coming to you until you call. You're not a turkey magnet until you call. So... You know, if you can get in real stealthy, get to a spot, sit down, get set up, you know, you've got more freedom before you call. Then if you're walking and calling and you become a magnet to birds that might not gobble and then they're coming in, see you, you're busted, they're gone. You might know it, you might not. So uh, those are some of the overarching approaches and strategies and tactics for hunting late in the day. Now, for the person with patience, patience brings home turkeys. Patience brings home birds. You gotta have patience. A bird that was completely disinterested with you, couldn't, couldn't care less about you, wouldn't take a step in your direction at 6.30 in the morning, may come right back to you at 10.45. Just show up, boom. And if you're not on your game, if you're not still hunting, you know, if, if you're not on your phone, you might, you've got a real chance. I'm not saying you've got like a 60% chance, but you have a chance. There is an opportunity there if you're patient, if you're stealthy, if you're, you know. Now, times like that, you know, if I come into a spot and there's a lot of action early and I don't get a bird, bird doesn't come in, whatever it is. Uh, I'm less likely to want to move. I'm less likely to want to start running and gunning at that point. Now, if I come in and it's a quiet early morning, it's just silence, I hear nothing, I get no action, I'm much more likely to want to run and gun, to want to cover ground because I feel like I've got less to lose. But if I knew there are birds here, if I knew they were here earlier, there's real chance of them coming back. So... You know, uh, what's the right word here? You know, you, you've got real opportunity. There's a real chance. There are real birds around, right? You've heard them. They were close by. They, they left following other hens. But there's real, there are birds around. Whereas if you've heard nothing, you just don't know. You know, it's all a gamble. You're, you're betting on nothing at that. You just, you just hope. So I always like to hunt the sure thing more than the, you know, the unknown. If there are birds around, then your odds of one coming back later are real. Versus if you're just covering ground in areas, you don't know if there are any birds at all. You know, I would rather take the sure thing versus the unknown, even if the chances are small. Of course, the answer to all of this is scouting. The answer to everything is knowing where the birds start and go and end up and, you know, what their patterns and routine are. But of course, that's easy to say, much harder to do, much harder to do. 
So you know, I hope these strategies are helpful for you guys. I hope this information and insight is helpful. Uh, you know, I recommend you go to the website newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes. Check out dozens and dozens of other episodes on turkey hunting and similar topics that I've done over the past few seasons. A lot of information there. A lot of stuff that can help you. Um, really want to ask that you'd go ahead on to Apple Podcast and leave me a review. I found there's no better way to get the podcast into more people's hands than five-star reviews with comments, with comments on iTunes. It affects the algorithm. It affects the search results. It affects how things are featured and where they go. It's not that I need positive reinforcement. It's just that it helps get the show to more people. Also, would love to hear from you. Would love your questions. Would love your feedback. Would love pictures of turkeys that you took uh, with encouragement or advice that you've gotten from this podcast over the years. Please head to newhuntersguide.com. Send me an email through the form. I will respond. I respond to every inquiry that people send through the website or on Facebook directly. I respond to everyone. Um, you know, if you can't attach pictures in the form, send me a note. I'll reply via email. You can reply via email with pictures. Would love to hear from you. Would love to see what's going on. Really appreciate you guys. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. Bye.